Matt Stepp, the restaurant that my wife and I tried to go to at San Antonio this week was rented out for an event. What's the most tragic thing that's ever happened to you when you were trying to eat dinner? They ran out of brisket. Tepid Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. You're a favorite people. You know what? I don't mind if you tell other people that we like you better. Go tell everybody. Be like, mm-hmm. yeah, Step and, Step and Tepper said that they like me better than you because I'm a subscriber. It's true. We do. We do. We, that's, that's a, we are cat journalists with capital J's. Our affection can be bought. Yes. That's 100 With your subscription to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Um, welcome to week five, um, which feels like it's, it's – if what I've started doing as I've gotten older is I've started realizing that the season is actually 17 weeks long and not 10. Because, mm-hmm. like, you think, like, oh, teams play 10 games. Like, no – so, so see, week five feels halfway through. But it's like no, not even a third. Like no. we're still very much in the infancy of this, of this thing. Um, this is your week five preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up here in just a moment, I'm going to hold a sports gun to Matt Step's head mm. and, te- and ask him who's going to be at AT&T Stadium, and, and w- four weeks in. You, you were know, loading it earlier. No, we know it's loading with sports, just like mm-hmm. sports, sports, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, you know pulling back the hammer anyway we're gonna get to that and then we'll have of course our week five game draft coming up here but first matthew we will start as we always do with your texas high school football fun fact of the week brought to you by country meats Mm-mm-mm. love you country meats listen shout out or thanks to our friends at country meats for being the official sponsor of the show they're avid football fans like us and they know that equipment isn't cheap. That's why they make fundraising easy and accessible to anyone, from peewee teams to high school varsity. Head over to countrymeets.com and use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's S-T-E-P-P-1-0 at countrymeets.com. Countrymeets.com, meat for you. On a stick. Anyway, it's time for your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. Matt Step. Uh, you know, I don't know if you real recognize this, realize this, but John King um, entered some uh, some company last a couple weeks. Some ago. rare air. Some rare air when mm-hmm. he won his 200th game uh, as a, as a head coach. Congratulations to him. Now he's well past. He's like 202. Just a mm-hmm. lap in the field. He had a message for you too, didn't he? After he won, he did. Yeah. Matt Stepp, we had another coach flying under the radar that won his 200th career game this past week. Who entered the 200 win club this week? Do you know? I uh, believe that was uh, Pflugerville Weiss head coach Steve Van Meter. Wow, he's a machine, folks. That's yes. right. Yes. Steve Van Meter, the latest member of the 200 win club with Pflugerville Weiss's win, got to 200. I would love to know because he won. He was obviously very successful at Friendswood. Mm-hmm. Then he retired for a year. Then he went to Hutto. Mm-hmm. And he had one. He had a couple really good years. Two, yeah. two of his like five or six years were really good. Mm-hmm. And then he had a great year at Weiss last year. I would love to know how many coaches have won ten games at three different schools. That's a good question. That's an actual good Texas mm-hmm. fun fact of the week. Brought to you. That would take some 
deep dive digging. and research for that. Yeah, because you know, normally if you win ten games, you don't get away. Like they like, yeah. kind of lock you in, and and you know, because like, you know, Danher of course won ten games, but it was like a Cal Allen. All at Cal Allen. All yeah. at Cal Allen, right? Larry Hill's only been at Smithson Valley, basically. So, anyway, there it is. Congratulations, Coach Van Meter. That's your Texas High School Ball fun fact of the week. Okay. So, we could go through week four. Um, give me three teams that impress you in week four. Uh, Palmer, big win over Rogers. How about the Palmer Bulldogs? Big I, win for them, those guys. I'll be honest. Um, there was – so, we had to – we had to uh, step – or Ish and I were talking about the 2A rankings – because uh, he kind of has final say on the two A rankings, and kind of kicked around the idea of ranking Palmer. That's uh oh three A Palmer's three A yeah yeah yeah, 3A. yeah yeah Palmer Palmer's in that mix right now or no they mm. are ranked they're ranked they're they, they they made made it in this week okay they beat that? Rogers I mean Rogers was cooking they were like fifth yeah they were ranked fifth great, yeah great win for Palmer okay there's one uh, Somerset how about I tell you what look yeah. at their offensive line they are massive up front. And that's not typically what you see in Region 4. They got some dudes up front, and mm-hmm. that was a nice win over Beville Jones. They knocked Beville Jones out of the top 10 in Somerset at 4-0 and into the rankings. Not a cheap not a cheap 4-0. No, not at all. Wow. And then um, let me pick a 5A school that really impressed me. How about Richmond Foster, that dominant win over Angleton? I mean, Angleton's coming off a win over Manville, and Foster just dominates them. I, th- I think Richmond really... Foster is back, and right now – Probably the favorite in Region Three at the moment. They've got some. There are some ripple effects to that. Yeah, that's a, that's a real. That's a win that like if you know for Foster that might have been like them standing on top of the mountain and asking if anybody wants to come get some. So those are a few teams that impressed you in Week Four. But I don't want to do that because we're. I don't want to go on and on about Week Four because what I think would be interesting is this is an, in, this is a, an inflection point in the season. Because a lot of these teams are about to enter district play. Now district play is obviously great because it tells you who's going to be in the playoffs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's also i think a really uneven like data set because you're really beholden to the strength of your district and like there are teams that are going to enter district play and we're done learning about them basically we're done learning about them until maybe even like the second round of playoffs you know so i think this is an interesting point in the season with four weeks in our under our uh, in our pocket kind of under our belts, whatever other pants-related analogy you want to make, to put a sports gun to your head and ask you who's going to be at AT&T Stadium. Because it's it's still early days yet, but I think we have enough data to make a few different projections. We can make some less wild projections. Some less wild yeah, projections. There's still wild projections. Because there's certainly some teams that I think have impressed us that we didn't see coming. Agreed. And some teams that... Maybe we didn't, you know, maybe we thought we were going to be there. That wouldn't be. So mm-hmm. we'll start. We'll go smallest classification, large classification. We'll start in 2A Division Two. Matthew. Sports gun to your head. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's, Get it away. What's the, Don't point that thing at me, Tepper. What's the 2A Division Two state championship game look like? Uh, at this point, I would go with Mart versus Albany. Mm-hmm. Even uh, so, so that kind of leads us into talking about what both Mart and Albany did last week. I thought Mart's win uh, last week over who they beat Centerville. Centerville. I thought that was really, really impressive. A gutsy win from Mart mm-hmm. against a two A division, a two A division one top ten team. Mm-hmm. So it is. I don't worry about Albany. They the only the only thing that gives me pause about Albany is apparently they've been hit by the injury bug. Yeah, but even with the injury bug, they they played Holly they, tough. They hung. They hung. <laughs> um, you know that's that's interesting. I, I I think I agree with you. I think I like I think I like Albany and Mart. In a title game right now in two A Division two, 
Um, okay. 2A Division 1. What's your title? This one's tough. This one's tough, tough. Give me Hawley versus Timpson, which was my preseason okay. pick. Okay. I'm sticking with it. I think I'm going to go with Hawley. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just all you know doe-eyed about the past few weeks. Kind of think Hawley and Refurio. Okay, dude, Refurio's cooking, playing well. They're playing really well. Timpson's got that dude. They got more than that. I dude. think this is the year for Timpson. You think it's year? I for think region this is three? the year for Region Three to get over the hump. Okay. So, okay, going with, going with Hawley Timpson. All right. 3A Division Two sports gun to your head. Who do we see at State? Uh, I think we're going to agree on this one. I'm going Gunner Newton. I think that's I think that's so obvious right now. Yeah. Because here's the thing, I think you can make an argument that the second best team in in 3A D two is Holiday, and that's within the same region as Gunner, and Gun- Gunner has never been bothered by Holiday. All due respect, like Holiday's always like Gunner's always. Comfortably, even yes. the closest holiday has come was like what twenty seven nothing or twenty seven seven or something. Um, yeah, I I don't see a team from Region Four, and mm. I think Newton last week that was a very impressive win over over West Orange. Back to back wins over Jasper and West Orange that's, Stark. That's like, impressive. Yeah. All right, three A Division One. So this one has changed. This one's different because. Mount Vernon's injury situation has obviously changed that dynamic. Yeah, if you didn't hear Braden Bennett, their quarterback's out for the year. Uh, I haven't been – Franklin's been winning, but they've been winning kind of ugly. So I'm going to go a little off the board here. Let's get weird. Let's go Bushland versus Columbus. <laughs> You're let's, buying it on Bushland. We might be talking about with their game this in, in the draft. Let's get weird. Bushland and Columbus. Uh-huh. Um, this is a place where it could get weird. A lot of it, a lot of it, just really depends on like what you think of Brock. Still, like zero and four. I, I'm telling you, I have questions about their offense. Now, I think Gunnar Stevens pretty good, mm-hmm. but like, I have some questions about their offense. The thing about Brock is every game so far they've made multiple huge mistakes on offense. No. And turnovers, and, and, you're, and you're saying they're going to win five in a row, like in the, like against good teams in the region. Playoffs? One's better than it has been. Mm-hmm. Shallow Water and Bushland, Bushland are both pretty good. I'm going to go with and Breckenridge is looming out there too. Yes, I'm going to go with. I will also get weird. I'm going to go with Grandview and Franklin. Okay. Grandview and Franklin in my title game. But this is 3D1. We'll get through all of them, obviously. This is on that short list of hardest to, to pick right yes, now. Yes, very. It's, it's been weird. It's hard, it's hard to pick because Franklin has remained number one all year, but again, they, they've had some. Mm-hmm. They've had some. They haven't been dominant. No, they've been they winning. Haven't. Now, they've been playing a lot of 4A schools, mm-hmm. but they haven't been dominant. Right. 4A Division II. Uh, let's go Carthage versus. I'm going to say Carthage Quero still. Okay. All right. But, man, Belleville. I was they're coming. just about to say but Belleville. I'm going to give the edge to Quero still. I'm, I'm going to go Carthage Belleville. I think, I think I'm bought in. Okay. I, this, dude, uh, like, the offense, yes, is one thing. Dude, their defense is yeah. legit. Yeah, they're just destroying people. They're destroying people. And, by the way, like, you want to talk about quiet – this might be the first time we've mentioned we've uttered Carthage's name this year. Now, part of it is their schedule, and they have a hard time filling the schedule, so they just yeah. But they just just they mowing people down. Murdered Marshall last week. And by the way, Marshall's yeah. not a bad five eighteen. No. And by the way, if you had concerns about the offense last year, understandable. The offense was problematic last year. Fixed. Yeah. 
fixed. In They're a scoring thirty five points a half. Basically. I'm I'm very I'm very much looking forward to um, in a couple weeks. In a couple weeks, they go at Ruskin home to center in back to back weeks, and then at Van like to finish the year because they have the week eleven bye. If they roll past all three of those teams, which computer thinks they will, they're going to roll. I'm saying it now. Carthage is going to roll in all three of those games. Okay. All right. The only teams I think that have a, have a chance to push Carthage are Gilmer and Pleasant Grove in Region 2. Mm-hmm. Probably true. Probably true. Okay. What about 4A Division 1? What's your title game right now? Do you know who number one in the computer is? Uh, is it Cal Allen? Cal Allen. Yeah. I'm going to go Stephenville Cal Allen at the moment. Mm. Um, but I have legitimate concerns about Stephenville's defense. Legitimate defensive concerns. I'm going to go China Spring. I'm this close to taking Bernie, but we'll find out more about them this week. I'll go, I'll go China Spring Cal Allen right now, which is a very chalky corner of the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, that right side of the – I don't – like, I like Cal Allen. I don't love them. I thought it was a great win over Quero, obviously. Um, yeah, Cal Allen's and they, they've – They've improved every game through the, they have. so far, so that that's that makes me feel I, pretty good. I mean, dude, I I think I think when Stephenville and China Spring get together, how is Stephenville going to stop China Spring? Yeah, Stephenville's not stopped a lot of people this dude, year. Dude, their, their defense, defense is, their defense is giving it forty six points a game. Yeah, not good. That's bad. Yeah, the, the, many people are saying it's bad. Yes. Okay. I, I, I think Chapel Hill's still lurking. I think Chapel Hill's got a few things fixed. Keep an eye on them. Still. Yeah, I, I'm not throwing dirt on them quite yet. All right. 5A Division Two, another hard to predict one, and yeah, and really very hard to predict. A, another one that's kind of like a lot of it comes down to what you think of a team that has started off super slow, but they got it together. They did. They got it together. Big that's, win over Parish. That's a really nice win. Yeah, and you, South Oak Cliff. We're talking yes. about yes, and you look at it. South Oak Cliff. I mean, they're not going to see anyone like Desoto, Dunkelville, or Lancaster in 5A Division Two. So, uh, I'm going to go South Oak Cliff, and I'm still going to go Fort Ben Marshall. Okay. Region three, region four is a, is a. Region three, region four is I mean, it, Liberty Hill may get back, but I I'm I don't know if Liberty Hill. I don't trust that offense with the new rules. I don't, I want to see in a playoff game how the new rules impact the slot T offense. It's been good. They've been good so far, but I don't think they've been as good as dominant considering what they had coming back as they have. So I, I'll go sock Fort Ben Marshall. I think I like Fort Ben Marshall. I do want to see their offense get. Out of the just go, get out, yeah. of, get out of second gear. Big game this week against PNG. Yeah, get out of second gear offensively. If they could do that, I'll, I'll feel good. It's funny that we're not even like considering Argyle, but like Argyle's done nothing wrong. I part of me thinks that I think their defense has some issues, um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe they just maybe because Argyle plays such like a. I'll pardon the phrase, but like such an unsexy brand of football that mm-hmm. it's hard to like jump on board with them. But like they're really effective. Um, I, w- I would I would put Argyle as the favorite in Region One right now. Oh yeah, I agree. With Especially that. with Riders' injury issues, I would go Argyle as the favorite in Region One. I'll go. I'll stick with South Oak Cliff. I'll stick with South Oak Cliff and Fort Marshall. <coughs> oh, that might sound really. That might be really dumb here in like a minute. So anyway, all right, five A Division One. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Do it, you psychopath. <laughs> do, it. do it. Longview versus Richmond Foster. Okay. But, man, <laughs> Edinburgh Vela, man, let me tell you. It, it, my, it, I'm not supposed to cheer for teams, but, I mean, I'm not supposed to – but I'm cheer, if they – if, if, 
We we joked we joked at one point I guess in the, I guess in our in our five A preview show we joked like if it's Longview and Vela would there be seventy five thousand people there? Oh, yeah. But like, it is every week that goes by, it is creeping out of the out of like pipe dream territory and into like still unlikely, but. <laughs> well, the thing is, is the computers love Vela. Yes, because they're dominant. And because so we can. There's there's biases with us, right? I mean, we we sometimes I think subconsciously we want it to happen for a Valley team so bad that we 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 maybe give them a little extra bump here and there. But the computers don't have that bias, and here's the, the two thing, major dude. computer rankings have them two and number four. So here's the other thing, though, dude, is like for Vela, and we'll I'm, I I imagine we'll talk about them in the game draft. Mm-hmm. Who else on that right side of the bracket is like blowing you away? Like Foster, I agree. Foster, right now, I'll give, give you my there. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say Longview and Foster right mm-hmm. now. He's my pick right now. But who else on that right side of the bracket is blowing you away? College Station? I mean, I, I think they've really – They've really they've got their wheels back they've on. They've got the wheels back on. Yeah. They've rounded, they've rounded the, the rough edges a little bit. But, like, Foster – College you know, Station. Foster doesn't let's – be, let's be real. Foster doesn't have a great, a great track record when it gets to the playoffs, yeah. right? Uh, College Station, Smithson Valley – Smith Valley is really limited now because Dubose is out for the year. Mm-hmm. Corpus Christi Miller, you know, it's kind of like Magnolia West. Yeah. Like, there's not these teams over out there that are just like killers. Yeah, and I don't know. I agree with you. I'm going Longview Foster, but there's a huge caveat there. All right, that's five A Division one, and now the six A. Uh, and obviously, this we have to break these up into some caveats. Yeah, yeah. Some caveats. Um, Division Two at the moment, I'm gonna go Geyer versus Katie. Hmm. Um, Katie, there is a chance Katie goes Division One right now. There is a chance with Tompkins mm-hmm. all of a sudden sputtering, sputtering with injuries and, and not playing well. I mean, the Tompkins has got a. There's a chance. Basically, what happen, has to happen is is. Katie's fourth in enrollment, so Cinco, Cinco Ranch, Tompkins, and Seven Lakes are bigger than Katie. Two of the three have to miss the playoffs for Katie to go Division One. If Katie goes Division One, you would need Peyto to get in. Not a guarantee, by the way. They're a little shaky, but they're they're two and zero. Peyto, Peyto, and and Taylor, dude, dude. The fact that yeah, and the fact that I'll tell Morton, you this. I think I think Morton Ranch is smaller than Katie now. Jordan, too. okay, the teams are smaller. Peyto, you need two of these teams to get in, okay. Peyto is smaller than them. Jordan's smaller than them. Taylor's smaller than them. And then Morton Ranch and Maid Creek are smaller than them. Now, Morton Ranch and Maid Creek are both 0-2 in district right now, and I don't feel super great about either of them. Yeah, but Morton Ranch played Katie tough. Yeah, I'm Morton- trying to see who their other loss was. Like, if they played Katie and, and Cinco, then they could still... I think there's a... I, 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 I'm not throwing... Dirt. I think Jordan's better than we thought they'd be. Yeah. And if Jordan and Peyto get in... Yeah, so, so Morton Ranch lost to Peyto by five mm-hmm. and lost to Katie... By twenty one, that was a close game for three quarters. Mm-hmm. So now Morton Ranch is probably going to be zero and three because they got Cinco Ranch this week. Mm-hmm. But if they can get their if they can get their wheels on, there's a chance. Yeah, no, so. you're right. Um, yeah, okay. So you're so D two, you're going Geyer and Katie. Yeah, still go Geyer, still going Katie for now. Okay. Uh, D one, I'm going Duncanville North Shore Part Four. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so D2, I, I agree with Geyer. I think Katie, I don't know if I'm fully on board with Katie, 2022 Katie. I'm not either, but who who in Division 2 and Region 3, Region 4 
You want to get silly? Let's let's get weird. Steel. I think Steel's gonna be D one. You think Steel's gonna be? Let me take let yeah. me take a look at them. Steel's gonna be right D1. now. Um, right now, in my projections and the computer projections, they've got them going D two. So that would mean that. So basically, uh, they're going D two because New Braunfels is getting in. Oh no! Actually, you know what? That's wrong. They would need East Central to get in. I think Steel's the second biggest school in the district. Yeah, never mind. That's wrong. Yeah. Anyway, I think Steel's um, guaranteed. Yeah, I guess you're right. The problem is it, the problem is Steel and Brennan are, are really good this year, but both of them are going D1. Okay. If you want to get silly, Drip. Okay. Drips look good. They have. I can see that. I'll go the chalky pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ch- play chalk and go Guy or Katie. Yeah. But if Katie clears out, bro, gets weird. Bro, we get weird in Region Three, yeah, Region Four. Exactly. And then D1. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go North Shore, and I, I, I'm gonna go North Shore and Duncanville. Although yeah. I also like part of it is just that I think that I think that Duncanville's a bad matchup for Carroll. That's yeah. the thing. Is it like yeah. I just think they're a bad matchup for Carroll? Um, yeah. Anyway, there's our sports gun. We're putting the sports gun away. I'm putting it back in its holster. Thank you. you it scares go. me over here. All right. We're into our week five draft. If this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. This is how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in. That's the, the key phrase here. Most interested mm-hmm. in. We're not here telling you these are the best games. We're telling you these are the games we are most interested in going forward. Uh, once it's picked, it's off the board. We'll go five rounds, and then we will uh, round it all out with our hipster game of the week. Yes, sir. But, Matthew, we did a coin flip before the show. I am devastated to report that... Step one, the coin flip. And if you don't take it, I'm taking it. If you don't take it, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm letting you know. All right. Okay. Well, let's. I'll go. I think I'm. There's, I think I'm going to take Trevor it. Trevor Lawrence on the board. Yes. <laughs> We're going to go Thursday, seven o'clock, PSJA Stadium in Far. Is this being streamed? Uh, I think PSJA has an in-house stream. I might be. I believe a, so. Because we're going to have the watch along. You're supposed to watch the watch along, but two screen it. Yeah, if not, um, I think if they don't have it, um, maybe our friends at Real Sports Live may have it. So, um, or just follow me all on Twitter. Yeah. I'll be live tweeting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's four and zero Edinburgh Vela, uh, ranked as high as number two in some computer polls, taking on four and zero PSJA North, ranked as high as number fourteen in computer polls. Uh, clearly, the game of the year to this point in the Rio Grande Valley. Not close. These All two teams, <laughs> these two teams, uh, both dropping down from six A. Vela went twelve and one last year. North went ten and three. These are two really good teams. They know each other well. They were in the same district last couple of realignments. They both have been just absolutely dominant up to this point. Vela, Vela beat down McAllen Memorial 63 to nothing last week. And McAllen Memorial's not like a terrible team. Like, by, they're generally a good team. And by the way, 63 nothing, it was not that close. It was 63 nothing in the third quarter. They could have named they if they wanted 100, they could have had 100. Yeah. Demas DeLeon and Jamal Polly each ran for three touchdowns. Bella's other three touchdowns all came on special teams. Punt returns. Just ridiculous domination from the Vela Sabercats. Um, and you look across the field, uh, PSJ North, pretty dominant as well. Mm-hmm. 55 nothing over McAllen. Uh, that big offensive line is playing well. And the thing about PSJ North this year that's, made, that's separated them is, is they went to State 7-on-7 seven seven this year. They, they rec- recognized they had to get better throwing the ball, and they've, improved, they've balanced. Their, they're still a run-heavy team, 
but they have the ability to throw the ball. They have the ability to beat you with the passing game, and then when they need to run the ball behind that big offensive line, they can get it done. They're not inept at throwing the ball. They are they are no, passable. And in, 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 in the past, they've been inept at it. Yeah. So uh, that's a big key. Um, PSJ North likes to get the quarterback run game involved as well. That's a big staple of Marcus Kaufman's offense. I think the big matchup in this game is Vela's defensive line against mm-hmm. PSJ North's offensive line. Dude, North's offensive line is huge. Yeah, they're very big. They're very physical. Vela is a little undersized on defense, but they're really, really fast and they're really quick. John Campbell is a unbelievable coach. That dude can coach some defense and coach some football. His he's he's had Vela, he's turned Vela into a juggernaut while down in the valley, and I I think this is their. This is their shot to make an impression and, and to make some noise. And this is a young, this is still a young Vela team. Yeah, it is. And they're improving each and every week. I I like Vela in this one. I think they pull away late. I think this is gonna be a this is gonna be a charged up atmosphere. They're expecting a sellout. And PSJ's got a big stadium. It's, that place seats about twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Big stadium, big atmosphere, big game. A lot of the media is going to be down. I mean, every every media outlet yeah. in the valley is going to be there. We're going to be down there. I think Carl Padilla is going to be down there. I mean, it's it's going to be a big night down there and far. I'm looking forward to it. It's it's the game of the week um, for me in the state of Texas. I, I know it's not probably not the top two teams or whatever, but I think from an atmosphere standpoint and just a fun matchup, this is a, and this is a great litmus test. If Edinburgh Vela comes into this game and blows PSJ a good PSJ North team away. I think at that point you got to start seriously talking about Vela as a legitimate state title content, yes. a team that could play for a state yeah. championship. I think they would, in five A yeah. Division one. Yeah, I, I think I think that talk can begin. I think it can. And but they need to, they got to get take care of business with the with the convincing win over PSA. because I think PSA North is a step below Vela. But if you go I've, out there yeah. and you beat them by a significant margin, I think at that point we talk about Vela being a legitimate, not only a contender to win, because re- they're already a contender to win Region 4, mm-hmm. but I think they take that next step and become a contender to go to Arlington. Uh, I, Which is crazy to say for a Valley. It's crazy. Because in the, in the, in the, um, before the season, I, I was really big on PSJ North. I think I have flipped allegiances to Vela. I think I, I think I underestimated, in a lot of ways, I think I underestimated how explosive that offense is. That offense mm-hmm. is silly. Okay, big time offense, and their defense, their defense more than holds their own. Yeah. Like that defense, we'd be going crazy about them if it weren't for the fireworks factory going on yeah. next to them. Um, Which is crazy because PSJ North. I'm looking at, at North schedule. They had the one close game against Six A United South. Yeah, twenty six twenty one. But other than that, they beat Six A PSJ forty nine nothing. They beat Six A Los Fresnos forty one twenty, and they beat McAllen fifty five to nothing. So, I mean, it's not like PSJ Norris, other than the one, but Vela has had no hiccups. Right. I'm looking at, you look at Vela's resume, 50 to 14 over Edinburgh North, 55 13 over Edinburgh, 54 7 over West Coast, 63 nothing over McAllen Memorial. That, that's just straight up domination at another level. Yes, I agree with you. And that's, that's why I like, P, I like, I like Vela. And I think you're right. In a lot of ways, this is not fair, and it's not it's not it is not a um, it is not a fair um, standard. But style points matter here. Style points matter if you're Vela because this is first of all. Let's let's talk about this. They can take control of their district, which is number one, priority number one. Yeah. If you ask John Campbell, it's like we need to win this game yeah, because this we is, need to win our district. Yeah. This is the second. This is district game number two. This is a a big district here. This is a nine team district. So yes. there are or is it eight teams? Two four. Eight team districts. Sorry. Yes. 
Right. It's a, yeah, they, they started. They have, they have the bye coming up uh, after this game. Yes. And so this is – style points matter here. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. If they go out there and they eke past PSGA North, good win. But, like, uh, maybe we'll soften a little bit. Yeah. But if they go out there and they drill them and they beat them by three scores, then it's time for everyone in 5A D1, Longview included, to sit up and pay attention. Yeah, take note. That is the pick. That's the pick. I think you're right. So excited I'm going to this game. I've already tweeted about it, but I will be at this game. I I'm am, fired up. I am very envious of you. Matt Stepp. I'll tell you something later that just popped across my... T- my it's funny. Anyway, let's go 7.30 p.m. Friday night. Why don't you take? Why don't you go with me out to Moore County to Demon Stadium Okay. in a really interesting matchup between 3-1 Dumas and 4-0 Bushland. Now, the Demons... Are now ranked as the state ranked matchup. Where are the, where do we have them ranked? Dumas is number eight in four A Division one. They are f- number eight in four A Division one, and have looked excellent. They had they had that that week one loss to Lubbock Cooper, a competitive loss, you Co- know. And Lubbock Cooper is a five A Division one. That's a loss that that a that on its face looks pretty good and has only aged better, mm-hmm. right? On the road, lose a, a respectable loss. Since then, rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Scare from Perryton in week three, week three, but they have been rolled. They were excellent against Plainview last week. Um, a lot of this has been that I think that you know the defense has been very consistent. Um, I like what I like what Dumas brings to the table. With all due respect to Dumas, and I do like Dumas. I want to be very clear. I like I like what they they bring to the table. I think that they are a team that, especially um, I think running the ball with the, they've been doing a lot of quarterback running with Emmanuel Ibanez. Um, I think he's up for Mr. Texas football this week. Yeah, he had a huge he had seven touchdowns Massive last week. Massive game last week. He's awesome, right? They got that guy. I want to talk a little bit about Bushland. There's a headline in the Amarillo Globe News, okay? In the Amarillo, from Hart Pisani, who I don't think I've met. Uh, he's pretty the, new to new Amarillo. Yeah, he's yeah. new, yeah. The headline. It's time to start talking about how, how far Bushland can go. I agree. Yeah, I agree. This is a Bushland team that at four and zero has passed every test, and they have passed every test with flying colors. Mm-hmm. They have been exceptional. Go back to week three or week two rather, where they took on Canadian, and they, they, that might be the worst loss for Canadian in probably the one of the Gunner. I think one of the Gunner semifinals the Gunner blowout. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's it. I mean Gunner. That's it. Then the next week, they go and they beat Childress by 43. And then last week against Borger on the road, they beat, they beat him 51-13. Yeah. They've been rolling. Dawson Jaco, this quarterback, is the real deal, guys. He has been exceptional. Their receiving core has been great. They have an exceptional pass rush that I think makes them very, very dangerous. And now they're punching up, right? Mm-hmm. They're punching up pretty considerably here. Uh, they're going from 3AD1 to 4AD1. And they're on the road, okay? And let me tell you, Dumas is a tough place to play. And Dumas is not particularly kind to visitors, okay? We'll find out a lot about Bushland. If they go on the road and they beat Dumas at Demon Stadium, especially if that offense keeps lighting it up against a good Dumas defense, mm-hmm. 
then it's time to be get really serious about Bushland. Yeah. This is a real like they've already proven themselves to be a contender in my opinion in region 1. But if they start messing around and winning games like this, then I'm ready to start talking about them in the big picture. This is a big question. I think right now and, and and especially look, you know they're in region 1. That's where Brock is. Yeah. And Brock is of course a giant unknown and we're done learning things about Brock by the way. Like, they will play Whitesboro. Which no, Whitesboro and Paradise. And Paradise, yeah. But, like, if there's going to be a team that can, that can beat them in, in, in Region 1, we might find them this week in Bushland. Bushland and Dumas, I'm very interested in this one. That's my first pick. What's your second pick, Matthew? I'm going to stay in that part of the state and go small school. Small school step. Friday night, 730 in Littlefield. Unbeaten Brownfield takes on unbeaten Littlefield in a really underrated matchup. Okay. Here and two teams that I don't know if we thought these two teams would be undefeated going into this game. I put this on Monday morning fallout on my three to see, and Pickle laughed at me. And I'm like, no, yeah. this game's like interesting. Yes. Uh, and I saw. I, I, I have a frame of reference here. I saw Brownfield play last year. Oh. Uh, they've got a receiver, Jeremiah Teeler, who is a outstanding prospect and brownfield if you don't know is a basketball powerhouse they've got athletes out there mm-hmm. i think the issue for brownfield in the past has been kind of getting everyone on the same page getting the athletes out out of basketball into football aaron flores has done a really good job this year they started playing seven on seven this year did really well played a couple tournaments made almost qualified for state <coughs> excuse me um this is a team averaging 47.5 points a game uh, last week they beat Demet sixty-one to ten. They got a great quarterback, JJ Martinez, threw six touchdown passes last week. Brown, the Cubs are dangerous. They are mm-hmm. dynamic. They are athletic. They are a team to keep an eye on. I think they're the favorite to win their district. Now the the, the oxygen in three A Division One Region One is going to get sucked up mm-hmm. by shallow water, by Bushland, by Brock. Brownfield's a team that's kind of flying under the radar that could be kind of a, kind of a fly in the ointment, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Littlefield, on the other hand, in 3A Division Two, also has been under the radar. I look at their schedule, and that win over Muleshoe in, in Week 1 has really aged well. Muleshoe's 3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Littlefield beat them 28-7. Very impressive win. Littlefield's defense has been the key for them. They allow just over six points a game. So you've got Brownfield with this dynamic offense, Littlefield with this lockdown defense, only allowing six points a game. I'm really fa- fascinated and intrigued by this matchup. I think we're going to learn a lot about both of these teams in this game. Um, I think it's a pick em type of game. And I'm and when, in these kind of games, I lean to the team that plays good defense and I lean, lean to the team that's at home. And Littlefield checks both of those boxes. So I'm going to go Littlefield, but I'm, I'm really fascinated by this matchup. This is going to be a fun one to watch. Our computer has it as a pick em. Yeah. So you're spot on. Um, and I think you're right. I think, I think I'm going to end up going with Brownfield only because I think that that their offense really impresses me and I think that this is I, I think they, they may be able to out outscore them outscore mm-hmm. Littlefield. I don't know. Jeremiah Teeler is the name to watch out yeah. for. That, that guy's a player. He is a big time playmaker. Um, this is a really interesting matchup and I think that you're right. In three A Division One, in a you know, for Brownfield, this is a it's it's there potentially for the taking. It's there to be that team that plays spoiler, and they could emerge as that. But I think Littlefield's, mm. I don't know, Littlefield's interesting too. This is a really, I'm glad you took this, because I, I had this on my board, hoping they would fall to me at like fourth, mm. fourth round. But I'm glad you took this third overall. 
My second pick, Matthew. We are going to let me make sure I get this right. This is I swear that we should name that the name of this podcast should be Let Me Make Sure I Get This Right. <laughs> um Yeah, I guess that's right. Let's go to uh Lobo Stadium. Seven thirty PM Friday night in on Airline Road at Har- Hawkins Parkway in Longview. Where the best popcorn, best popcorn, best press box popcorn in Texas is served. Not debatable. Not not up for debate. Nope. If you don't, if you if you disagree with that, stop, li- stop listening to this podcast. You're wrong. The number one Longview Lobos take on the unranked Lancaster Tigers. Let's talk about Lancaster, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Lancaster because we've we've been we've been hearing it from from Weibo Nation. Yeah. They're wondering why they're not ranked, and. There's a fair. There's certainly a fair argument to be made. That there's a case. They've got a case. The computer loves them. The computer loves them. They're ranked number two. Number two. This is one versus this two. Is, yeah, in the computer, one versus two. In the computer, this is one versus two, and 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 there's there's plenty of reason to think that they should be ranked. Right. Yeah. They had that one loss, but it is to Geyer, and it was a relatively competitive loss. Yep. Right. The other c- six, eight, <clears throat> just to give frame of reference, the other computer has has Lancaster four. Okay. Got so. It. Um, but the, and the the thing that's interesting to me is that loss to Geyer is the only time their defense has struggled. The other three games, Skyline, South Oak Cliff, and last week against McKinney North, dominant. Total of 10 points in those three games. Exactly right. Dominant mm-hmm. defensively. But they did give up a 50-burger to, to Geyer. Now, there was at least one defensive score. Whatever. They gave up a lot of points and a lot of yards to, to Geyer. Geyer put up a crooked number. Right. But as the first number, this is an off. This is a, a Lancaster team that is humming. Okay, Carter Jones, their quarterback's been great. Kyson Brown, the running back, was spectacular. they got two outstanding running backs. They are they are they got a good receiver, Tierrick uh, Martin, I believe is his name. They're they beat McKinney North seventy four to seven last they're week. They're rolling. Yeah. Okay, they're rolling. Well, they're rolling into Lobo Stadium and taking on the number one team in the state. So here's the thing, Lancaster fans. If you are mad that your team is not ranked, I hear you. Beat Longview, and we can talk. Beat Longview, and I promise you you'll be ranked. That is a guarantee <coughs> yeah. from me. Because what Longview did last week against Lufkin is worth taking a moment and like hanging on the wall and admiring. Yeah. Because Lufkin... Coming off of that law that went over Anim Cataldi. Now maybe there's something here. Maybe consoles worse than we thought. Maybe Lufkin just played a great game. Whatever. Maybe maybe they just that was everything they had, right? And they got they were spent. Longview historically does not go to Lufkin and win by 49 points. No. Historically, they do not. Even great Longview teams against bad Lufkin teams. It's usually, at worst, uh, 49-28 and a got away from Lufkin late. Yeah. That's how it goes. Those are, those are blowouts in this rivalry. Mm-hmm. To drill them like that at a Martin Stadium, different. Yes. Different. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it's all working for John King's bunch right now, okay? Jordan Allen, their quarterback— has grown so much. We saw it in seven on seven. Just seeing him play his progression and how much better he's improved. It's it's not just yeah. it helped. It does help having Jalen Hale. I am not here <laughs> to tell you that they would prefer not to have Jalen Hale, but Jordan Allen deserves some love here because yeah. he has stepped up his game. They're still running the ball exceptionally well uh, with Taylor Tatum. Yeah. 
Longview's always going to run the football well, right? And, and they've got like three or four other backs they rotate in. It's it's Longview. Their lo- their line's great, and the difference there is the defense. The defense has been crushing it. Yeah, I think Longview has to be your favorite. If this yeah. game were in Lancaster, I think this would be a really this might be it might be a different ball game. Yeah, I think this is a totally different. Lancaster tried to schedule. And to, to Leon Paul's credit, they scheduled Geyer away from home, mm-hmm. trying to simulate what they're going to see going to Longview. But I'll just tell you, Geyer, going to, playing at C.H. Collins is not like playing at Lobo Stadium. C.H. Collins is nice. <clears throat> Lobo Stadium's got a bunch of crazy people. Different. It's, and, an, it's an asylum. Longview's band will be on, will be on Lancaster's side. Mm-hmm. Half of Longview's crowd will be on Lancaster's side because Longview's number one in the state, and they're going to fill their home side up. And then some. That is as hostile. And when Longview is cooking, Lobo Stadium is as is as hostile an environment as any in the state of Texas. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> now Lancaster, if you do it, if you go to Longview and beat Longview and do do and, and get it done, you'll be top three. Yeah, you will. You will have all the flowers. Yep. But but I, it's a good Lancaster team. I think they're gonna they're gonna they're I think they're a top ten type team. Mm-hmm. But right now Longview's on a different level. Longview Longview looks like. Right now, if there's not a ton of prohibitive favorites in their divisions, I think Gunner looks like a prohibitive favorite in 3A Division Two. Although I have some questions about their offense a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, other than that, Longview Longview's the team that I would be like, who's stopping this thing? Yeah. Who's stopping this train? Because it, they are they're rolling it. It's a fascinating game. I think Lanc- I'm not bearing Lancaster. I think they got a great shot, but. On the road is a different animal to go take them, and and I think we'll we'll find out a lot about what what what's inside Lancaster's guts in this one because this is a different this is a different this is much different than McKinney North. The same McKinney North. This is a different ball club in a different environment. So I'm taking Lancaster along with my second pick. What's your third pick, Matthew? This is tough. There's some good games on the on the board still on the board here. Um, I would. I'm not gonna go chalk. I'm gonna go a little little less chalk here. 7:30 Friday night at Eagle Stadium in Desoto, mm. as the Waxahachie Indians take on the Desoto Eagles. State ranked matchup here. Both these teams are in the top 20. Waxahachie, I want to say, is I'll pull it up now. Waxahachie is ranked this week 23rd in the state. Mm. Desoto comes in ranked 12th. Waxahachie four and zero, Desoto three and one. Both are one and zero in district play, and this is going to be a fun game because there's some bad blood here. There is there these last year, if you remember, there was some there was some off the field sh- uh, issues that that cropped up where a couple of Desoto players uh, were gotten got on tr- got in trouble at Waxahachie's campus. The police got involved. It was not a good situation. Not nothing bad. It was just kids being stooped doing kid stuff. Nothing mm-hmm. criminal. Well. I guess technically it's criminal, but they they were just yeah. being kids and you know prank stuff. New boot goofing. Uh, after the game, Desoto kind of did some celebrate. It was a close game, hard fought game, and Desoto kind of did some jumping and yelling and stomping around on the Waxahachie logo, and and that didn't set well in Waxahachie. So both these teams have been waiting on this game for a year. It's going to be a charged up atmosphere at Desoto. Um, and a lot of people, you look at Waxahachie, they're they're four and zero, and 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 I've said it, they're the up, they're the next next big thing in the Metroplex. They are the up and coming program. They're growing like crazy. They've got talent. They've rolled up a big record and been dominating people. The issue though, Waxahachie's four opponents hold a combined two and fourteen record. 
We don't like Cedar Hill's bad this year, guys. Cedar Hill's bad. Cedar Hill's bad. Walks at you. Cedar Hill's like three and seven bad. <clears throat> now Walks at you beat a bad team like you should beat a bad. It was that was fifty one seven at the end of the third quarter before Walks at you kind of called off the dogs and put the backups in. We don't know how good Walks at you is just right. yet. I think we have a pretty good idea of Desoto how good they are. That's they, they got a nice win over Sock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's that's a feather in their cap, and they got you know a couple out of state games that we can't take a, t- a lot from. Yeah. So- I mean, really, with Desoto, we we can take the most out of the sock game. Man, I I'd, I'd make the argument we don't know much about either of these teams. No, we, I think we know a little bit more about Desoto than Agreed. the Walks a little bit more, but yeah. not a ton. I mean, because last week they they beat Skyline's overmatch was sixty three nothing. They overmatched them. So, um, I think I think the the key in this game is going to be who plays mistake free football. Who controls their emotions and who plays? Who who avoids the the mental mistakes? Who 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 plays a cleaner game? Mm-hmm. At home, I think if this game was in Waxahachie. I might pick Waxahachie to win it. Mm-hmm. But in Desoto, I think Desoto will 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 keep their wits about them. I think they'll play a clean game. Their talent is un, is is undeniable. speaks for itself. Undeniable. I think they've got too many playmakers. I think they get it done. DJ Bailey is the key here. I think that's that's the big advantage. So, Roderick Hartsfield's a good player. He's more of a dual threat guy. DJ Bailey is a is a gunslinger back mm-hmm. there, and he can get that ball to those weapons. I like DeSoto. This is going to be a barn burner. I think both of these teams um, are going to be contenders come playoff time. Getting some big Anna Salina vibes from this. It's of, it's very it, there's op- a lot of simple. The only difference is is is, is yeah walks on the road. road. Yep, mm-hmm. but, but this I, is I agree. there's a lot of parallels in the sense of like Anna. This is like like walks is looking at this and like this is our shot. Mm-hmm. This is our ch- chance to prove that we are not just a pretty record. We belong, and and that is to me very intriguing. Um, I am. I'm I'm very interested in that, so uh, I think it's an excellent pick. Walks out in Desoto, big big district game too. A lot of implications there. Yes, big seeding game, lot to go. Matthew, we are going to go for me. Boy, I'm living, we're living in the Panhandle. Seven o'clock Friday night at Powell Field on Rocket Road in Wellington. Okay, as the Wellington Skyrockets at three and one. Welcome in the 4-0 Panhandle Panthers. And for Panhandle, Dane Ashley's bunch off to a 4-0 start. No notes. And in a lot of ways, like they've what's so what's so kind of weird about them, weird's a wrong word because it has a negative connotation, but what's so strange is that they have won four games in like totally different manners. Okay? okay. For example, they opened up their season with a with a dominant, just crushing, fifty point win against Clarendon. Fifty points, just just fifty six to six, yeah. beat the snot out of them. Next week, <coughs> they go to Friona, they win by one. Yeah. The next week, they take on Vega, mighty Vega, and they beat them by 35, 68, 33, mm-hmm. Often just humming. And then last week, they just kind of overmatch Amarillo River Road yeah. 34-7. They were just a lot better than them, right? This offense, uh, the, the, the common denominator here, I think, is in three of the four games, the offense has been really good, which is a – that's what – you know, when I think of Panhandle, I think of big offense. Mm-hmm. I think of Dan. Landon Hack. Exactly. Landon Hack. Shout mm-hmm. out Landon Hack. Um, this offense <laughs> is 
rolling, okay? They got they run the ball well with Wyatt Brookshire. This is a team that is in control offensively, right? Very, very good. Well, this is their biggest test of the game, uh, biggest test of the year. Going on the road to Wellington. Wellington does have the loss, but it's to a pretty good... I want to say, how is Lubbock Christian? Lubbock, they're... 3-0. They're undefeated, so they're pretty good, yeah. right? Good Lubbock Christian team. And it was a close loss, uh, you know, to, to them. This is a team in, in Wellington that is not – they are built – this is going to stun you, but a guy named Prophet wants to play good defense. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stunned, personally. <clears throat> All right. Uh-huh. Um, this is a de- – they're a defense first team. Their defense is crushing people right now. One of the best defenses in 2A. Uh, they've been very good to, to start the year. And, you know, it's one of those things that they are they – are, they're a team that they don't they – don't, they're not going to light it up offensively. Part no, of it, part they're of not it dynamic. They, part of it is that, they, that they're, they're – like their offense is just not built that way. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Another part of it is that they don't want to play that way. Like they want to slow it down. They want to grind it out. They want to get the ball to, to you know, to Barrett Phillips, their running back, and just grind you in the dust and win a game 21-7, 21-14. This is, you know, there have been past Wellington teams that want to light it up. This ain't them. This ain't them. So in a lot of ways, this is a game dictated by pace. This is a game that can Wellington, can Wellington muck it up and kind of do what Cal Allen did last week against Quero, which is get them to play their game. Muck it up. Keep the score in the 20s. Mm-hmm. They can win a game in the 20s. Anything over about 24, and I've got, or I'm sorry, anything over about 28, and I have real concerns about whether or not Wellington can get there. Now, Panhandle will give up some points on you. Their, their defense is kind of like, can we just get the ball back, please? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that's kind of the thing. If you're Panhandle, I think you've got to feel like you're you're the favorite in this one because you are even even on the road. I think that because of their firepower, Wellington would really have to contain them for four quarters. This, in a lot of ways, the Wellington offense just concerns me because it's really limited. Mm-hmm. And if they're not able to, if 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 they were to give up a defensive score, for example. It would be like, like turn out the lights. You know, the the margin for Wellington is really small, and so they've got one path to win, and it is it, it is seventeen fourteen and playing yeah. a remarkable defensive game. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think there are more paths for Panhandle to win. Part of it is because they've already won in a variety of different ways. But <clears> I think Panhandle's playing good defense this year, which is they're which playing is, better. Yeah, that's been the issue. For, they've always been able to score points. They're actually getting stops this year, yeah. which I think really has helped them a lot. If they can do that, then they're then they're a business. And I don't know, I'm. I could be talked into a little bit of stock in Panhandle as a as like a, a region one kind of region one sleeper. It's tough because they're in the same district as Stratford, but like and then you got and Holly's, Holly's, Holly's out, Holly and Cisco. Region yeah. region one's tough. Region one's division tough. one, yeah. But this is this is one of those teams that's under the radar that's not going to get their love. But they've got that guy in Landon Hack. As mm-hmm. long as they keep him upright, they're going to have an opportunity. So I like Panhandle and Wellington as my third pick. What's your fourth pick, Matthew? Let's go down to the beautiful Golden Triangle Tip. Mm. Friday night, seven thirty in Silsby. A great game. As all of a sudden, stumbling West Orange Stark at two and two takes on state ranked and unbeaten Silsby at four and zero. Oh. And if you talk to West Orange Stark people, like you would think they're, I mean, there's talk of hitting the panic button over there. Really? Because they've lost two in a row, and I'm like, hold on. I was like, you lost two in a row, but you lost to PNG, a 5A. good five A, and Newton in Elite Three A Division Two, and I get it. It's a new coach, and it's not not the greatest start in the world for Coach Hickman going two and two to start the year. But it's not like they're losing to teams. 
West Orange Starks lost to PNG and Newton before. Yeah. They're not losing to Buna. You know, it's All not right. like so Can I can I editorialize for a moment? Sure, go ahead. Cornell were there, this wouldn't be a conversation. No. It's because it's a new guy. It's because Hiawatha It's because it's a new guy. Yeah, because Cornell had the skins on the wall. And, exactly this, and right. Coach Hickman doesn't have skins on the but wall. But it's, it's the same thing. They're not, I, I, I am 0% worried about West Orange Stars. Yes, I, I would agree. They could lose this week and I'd still be 0% worried about them. I mean, if they get beat 60 to nothing, yeah, yeah. Then, you know. But, like, but still. They're, I mean, this is, a, this is not a perfect team by any means. I've seen West Orange Stark in person. Their 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 ability to throw the football is they're limited. They cannot they're they're not good throwing the ball, but they're they get creative with the running game. Now the interesting thing here is going to be Sil- West Orange Stark traditionally has had Silsby's number in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now in the playoffs, it's been a different story. Silsby's gotten West Orange Stark a couple times in the in regional finals, but in the regular season, West Orange Stark has has owned the Tigers. I'll be interested to see if that if that script gets flipped this week in Silsby because Silsby I think has had this one circled. Draylen Miller is the best player on the field. All all due respect to Jamal Shaw from West Orange Stark, Draylen Miller is that dude. He's a freak, dude. <coughs> Four touchdowns monster. last week. He had rushing, receiving, and kick return touchdowns. They beat Brazos Port 49-20. Now the one thing I'll say about Silsby is is they're looking at their schedule. Their best win is probably Nederland. Mm-hmm. They haven't really played just a, a murderer's row type schedule where West Orange Stark obviously win over LCM. They have LCM and wins over LCM and Nederland and then the two losses to PNG and Newton. So I think West Orange Stark gets the wheels back on this week. And I think the the the, the chatter there from the West Orange Stark faithful calms down a little bit. Big win this week over Silsby. I think West Orange Stark uh, gets it. Uh, give me West Orange Stark in a close one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Although, I mean, the thing is, like, you can get got by a single guy, right? Like Draylen Miller, he's that good. He's that good of like take of taking over a game, good. Like being the best player and just like flexing on everybody, good. So, fascinating game there. All right, couple different places I could go. Let's go. Hmm. Okay. We're going to go to Navasota. That's where we're going to go. This this game intrigues me. So okay. Navasota, it's uh, – let me get a time and date on you. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that gives me the tiebreaker for me is this is uh, 7 o'clock Friday night at Rattler Stadium in Navasota. As Navasota welcomes in El Campo. Mm-hmm. What gives it the tiebreaker for me in this one is that this is a district game. Yeah. It's a district opener for both these teams. Navasota, I think I'm I don't know about you. I think they've overachieved my expectations this year. They've impressed. They've impressed me. I uh, they have they've they've impressed me. I think that Hudson Minor, their quarterback, has been very strong. Um more like Hudson Major. Get it. Just dude, dude. Pulling up from forty feet and turn around before it even hits yep. net. Thank you. Thank Love you. It. Hudson Miner <laughs> has, has run the ball well. Uh, Zymeric Taylor and DeAndre Scott. I mean, they're this is a this is a balanced attack. Like when you think of Navasota, a lot of what you think about are those like 2014 teams with um, what the, who's the receiver's name? Uh, Sheldon Epler and Trendavian Dixon. Sheldon Epler, and they're just throwing the ball over the yard. Yeah, this team is, I would say. M- Majority run right yeah, now. Yeah, they're they're more fifty fifty. They're more fifty fifty, yeah. and this is a really nice balanced attack that Casey Dacus has put together. This offense has been good. Defense has been <clears throat> good enough. 
I was I wasn't I wasn't doing that to huh. I have something in my throat. <coughs> in fact, so much time I'm gonna yeah. take a drink. Sinus, water. you know, it's it's allergy season. Pollen season is a real <sighs> thing in the Metroplex right now. This is a, this is a Rattlers team defense does enough. Good win last week over Huffman Hargrave. Well, here's El Campo. Remember when we were like reaching for the panic button on El Campo? Yeah. Uh, different times now. They they lose their first two to Cuero, aged very well. Yeah. And Corpus Christi Miller aged pretty well. And then they played two teams that they beat Veterans Memorial. It's a good win. It's a good win. With, they, and they beat Vets without Ruben Owens. Yeah. They beat Veterans Memorial. I have some questions about Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. And then they beat Wharton, and they're just way better than Wharton. Yeah. And Ruben Owens played. And, Ru- and that's hit four touchdowns. The biggest thing is that Ruben Owens is back. Yeah. Ruben's, Ruben Owens' star running back is back. And so what does this team look like with Ruben Owens against a team that can punch back? Because Wharton, all due respect, was not going to punch back yeah. in the same way that Navasota is. I think, actually, I think this could be kind of shootouty. Mm-hmm. I think this could get up in town, and we could have a game, despite two teams that run the ball, I think we could have a game in the 40s. Like, two teams... Kind of throwing big play after big play after one another. A lot of this comes down to who can like who can come up with one or two stops. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I lean towards El Campo. Um, I think having having the single individual best player and even on the road, I think those two that's going to be the big factor. Is that you lean towards the guy. I hate to say because he missed three games, but he's fresh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have as many as much wear on the tires right now. Him being back is a game changer. Um, district title on the line, at least Cadbird seat. I mean, it's a good district though. It's solid. Bay, it's a deep district. Bay it's City solid. Stafford. I think Needville's. I don't think Needville's as much of a like. They're three and one. I don't think that's all Mirage. <coughs> and then Brazos Sports not bad either. Um, mm-hmm. But critical game here. Critical game for both these teams. I like El Campo, but I think it's close. I think it's a one-score game. And going back to your uh, commentary on Belleville earlier, mm-hmm. Belleville, Belleville beat Navasota 35 nothing. This shows you how good Belleville is. That's, I'll tell you. It's yeah. pretty impressive. Um, Just saying. I think I think this is a I think this is a shootout. I think this gets up and down. But I like El Campo and and uh, and Navasota is a real fun game. What is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? Let's go to the Alamo City mm. <laughs> District Ball game. As the New Braunfels Canyon Cougars at four and zero take on the Smithson Valley Rangers at three and one in a massive game in twelve five A Division one that may have district title implications. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Braunfels Canyon has got to be one of the surprise stories in the San Antonio area early in the year. Um, they're off to a red hot start. They closed out non district beating New Braunfels. That's the same New Braunfels who beat Denton Ryan. First time in like ten years too. Yeah. Uh and then last week they go to, they go to four and they beat Bernie Champion forty nine thirty two. And if you haven't heard of Deuce Adams, the quarterback at New Braunfels Canyon, you need to pay attention to Deuce Adams. Have you heard the good news? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> uh last week, just another day at the office, four hundred and twenty three yards passing, five touchdowns. Uh, Xavion Nolan had a dozen catches for 274 yards and four touchdowns. He's up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week this week. And the Cougars are fun. They they s- are. Travis Bush has a fun They're offense. Really they fun. score a lot of points. Defense leaves a little bit to be desired as Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson are waving Can at I us. help you? Hey, Ashley, can I help you? Come on in, Ashley. Come, come in. on in. <clears throat> You're on tap and step. What do, you, what do you want? Hi. You want? Bye. Are you leaving? Bye. 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 It's Ashley Pickle. Wow. 
Did you hear she was in a magazine? I heard she was in a magazine. And yeah. not ours. No. Different one. Fancy, a fancier magazine. Fancy magazine. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, New Braunfels Canyon. Fun to watch on offense. They score a lot of points. They're they good. <clears throat> Smithson Valley, on the other hand, has gotten it done. They're having to get it done a little differently. And I would say, uh, to put it in, in the, most, the most kind of ways, they win ugly. They do win ugly. Um. And they have to. They their 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 big play weapon, Freddie Dubose, who is kind of their their guy who could take the top off of defense, tours ACL in the season opener against San Antonio Reagan, and they've really had to change their style. Um, they're more of a ground and pound defense first team and kind of ball control, and they kind of gutted it out last week, twenty one thirteen over San Antonio Wagner. Uh, that's the kind of games Missin Valley is going to have to win this year because they are not dynamic offensively. They don't have game breakers. They've got a bunch of worker bees. Um, Chase Snellnick, their quarterback, uh, you know, spreads, spreads the ball around to multiple receivers, a lot of short passes, a lot of moving the chains type plays. Um, and the Smithson Valley defense, they're going to lean on those guys a lot. Um, I don't know, Tepper. I feel like this is New Braunfels Canyon's year. I think if they can get this thing into a track meet at Smithson Valley, I think they pull the upset here and get the win. There's a little something here. Uh, this is not <coughs> – this is not smoke and mirrors. Um, they are they are flawed. I think their defense leaves something to at, be desired. At some point is going to be a problem. Yeah, but I don't think it's a problem against Smithson Valley because just because I just don't think that's the way that they go. I think you're right. I think Canyon's going to win it. Yeah, I think Canyon's going to win, uh, which is uh, remarkable. And to I think say. you got to talk about Canyon as a team to watch in Region Three. Remember, they're in Region Three. Oh my God, that's that's They're gonna in District take me, Twelve. It's gonna take me forever to yeah. figure out. Keep it on those guys. I, I, this, is, this is gonna be a fun game in the in the, in the San Antonio area. I uh, yeah, this is that is big time game there. I like that a lot. That is uh, your fifth and final pick, Canyon, New Braunfels Canyon, and Smithson Valley. For the tenth pick of the draft, it's a good uh, week. There's some good games. Matt Step. And and there's people who are scre- I know there are people who are screaming at their computer right now or wherever they're listening to it. Hello, don't worry, we'll get to it. About Lakes Week, we'll go. S- it's wonderful. We'll take it. We'll go 7:30 p.m. Friday night at Chaparral Stadium in Westlake as the Austin Westlake Chaparrals welcome in Lake Travis and um, big rivalry. I don't mm-hmm. like if you're listening to this podcast. I don't need to introduce you to this rivalry. Um. Is this I'll pose it I'll put it to you. Like we're putting it tenth this is the tenth pick in the draft. This has to be the the lowest it's ever gone in our draft. Is this now I'm not in Austin and I'll talk with we'll talk with Craig Way tomorrow on Texas football today. Is this the least buzzy Lake Travis Westlake game in a decade? Not a lot of buzz. Mm. And then the buzz that's out there is almost it's unanimous. Westlake's gonna gonna roll. That's the thing, and because here's here's what's so interesting about this, the computer has this a twelve point game for Westlake. I think that is real generous. Yeah. To the Cavaliers. Okay. Now, hey, listen, hey, hey, clip this, Lake Travis fans. Like, absolutely. But I look at this game, and and now there's there's a, we don't know the quarterback situation at Lake Travis. I've heard rumblings that Edmondson's not going to play this year. He's out for the year. I've heard some rumblings that I've not confirmed that. Mm-hmm. There's been some scuttlebutt in some of the now, chat rooms, which you know how, the, how that Oh, you go. know how those go. But he uh, hasn't played yet this year. No, 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 no. Two things. One, Lake Travis, 
start off 0-2, but last two weeks the defense has gotten its wheels back on. The first two weeks the defense was... But? <laughs> yes, it was quite but. Yeah. Um, last two weeks, admittedly against inferior opponents, mm-hmm. in Buta Johnson and, and Aikens, was better. Yes. Was better. Offense has not necessarily been the problem. They, the, the thing about the thing about Lake Travis is that we keep waiting, asking these questions about quarterbacks. But at the same, and Caden Leone has has come in and, and been fine. But he's been he's been good. But the biggest he's a sophomore, thing, he's been good. But the biggest thing for them is that they are they're running the ball really well. Like they ran the ball well in their first two games and their two losses. Um, and they are like this is a team that's 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 running the ball pretty darn well. Uh, the the run Nico Hamilton. Nico Hamilton's been running the ball great. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've got Mark Henry's kid at defensive tackle, Jacob Henry. Okay, and I'm not here to tell you that I think Westlake is because here's a positioning statement on Westlake. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Now that's an impossible bar because that 2021 Westlake team is going to be on short lists, right? But I think that this Westlake team is maybe not as good as they have been the past couple of years. They also, I think there's an argument to be made that they haven't really been tested, right? Yep. They, beat, they beat Rich Point in, the, in week one, and they scuffled in the first half. They did, yeah. Where they figure it out. Then they go and they, they drill Converse Judson. That doesn't seem like, at this point, no, no mean Judson's feet. Judson's one and three. No mean feet. And then they, they do whatever they want to Aikens. They could name their score. Yeah. Right? Not even an open date. With that said, I am... I do not. This is going to be pretty clearly the most dynamic offense that Lake Travis has seen, and they've already given up thirty-nine and thirty-five to two offenses that are just not as good. Yeah. And on your backup quarterback against a ferocious defense led by Colton Vosak. <coughs> um, yeah, Colton Vosak is still there. Colton Vosak still there. He ain't <laughs> He's hurt. still a thing. He ain't hurt. Offensive line led by T.J. Shanahan. I gotta be honest, man. I think I think Westlake wins, and I think Westlake rolls. Everything on paper says that. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't this be the kind of weird game in this yep. series where Lake Travis? It does. Puts one together that's and the just one, plays. That's the one. Plays thing out of their that minds. Gives me pause yeah. Is one of these guys has coached, been a head coach in a battle of the lakes, and Hank Carter. He's done a lot. Yeah. He's beaten Westlake a fair amount, which is no mean feat. One of these guys going in the first one, in Tony yeah. Salazar. What does that mean? Probably nothing. Probably nothing. But it's interesting. If you pull the sports gun, gun back out, I'm taking Westlake in a blowout. Yeah. But there's just a little bit, bit, part of me that says am, Late Travis is going to pull pull something out of their rear end and, and make this game really close. Here's, here's really what I've interesting. got. 75% of my brain is like, of course Westlake rolls. Of course mm-hmm. Westlake wins by 28. Right? 20% of my brain says, you know what, Lake Travis, they're going to do the thing where they they hang around, they hang around, and then Lake Tra- Westlake scores a touchdown late, and they win the game uh, 42-28. And, mm-hmm. and, and Westlake goes, oh, man, hey, got pushed, but that's a rivalry game. And then there's however much percent brain left, whatever I said, 5%. Yeah. 5% that's going, what if Lake Travis has been playing possum for four weeks? <laughs> it's all elaborate ruse by Hank Carter to – just to beat Westlake, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, anyway, I, I think it's an interesting game. I I just don't know how I don't know how like Travis matches up up front offensively, yeah. like offensive line wise. I just don't know how they match up against that defense from from Westlake. So, um, I like I like Westlake in that one. There you go. There's our draft. 
Step took Edinburgh Vale and PSJ North, Littlefield, Brownfield, uh, Walks, Hatchie, DeSoto, Silsby, West Orange Stark, and Can- uh, New Braunfels Canyon and Smithson Valley. I took Bushland and Dumas, Lancaster and Longview, Panhandle and Wellington, El Campo and Navasota, and Westlake and Lake Travis. That is an eclectic draft. It is. It is. That's an eclectic Most parts draft. of the state were covered. It really was, yeah. All right, Matthew, it's time for your hipster game of the week. This one, I think, is for me, is pretty easy. Um, I think this game has major playoff implications in Class 6A. Mm-hmm. Greg Tepper, can I take you to Northwest ISD Stadium Friday night mm. as the Fossil Ridge Panthers visit <laughs> the, the, official Eaton, t- the official team of, Dave, of, yes, of Tepper and, and my daughter's alma mater <laughs> also. <laughs> uh, as the Fossil Ridge Panthers visit the Eaton Eagles, 2-2 two two versus 1-3, both 0-1 in district, and you're like, why is this a hipster game? Well... This game has major implications for South Lake Carroll because if Fossil Ridge makes the playoffs, it pretty much would lock Carroll into being Division Division One mm-hmm. at this point. Eaton, basically South Lake Carroll, the school Keller Keller Timber Creek, Keller High, and Eaton are mm-hmm. bigger than South Lake Carroll. Okay, so two of those teams have to miss out on the playoffs for Carroll to go Division One. Well, Eaton is already 0-1. They lost to Keller last week. Fossil Ridge, who is smaller than South Lake Carroll, lost to Byron Nelson last week. Byron Nelson, we think, is probably one of the teams that contend for the district title. Right. Fossil Ridge has got a pretty good resume. they got a couple of nice wins under their belts. They beat Arlington. They, they have a win over Arlington, and they have a win over Flower Mound. Hmm. So at 2-2. Two two. So... This is a massive game. If Fossil Ridge wants to get into that playoff mix, they got to win this game. And if Eaton drops this one, they're in big trouble. Their playoff hopes are, are yeah. on life support because they have now you have two losses head to head to Keller and Fossil Ridge, who you're competing with for playoff spots. You still got to play South Lake and you still got to play Byron Nelson. Hmm. So at that point, you're probably looking at four losses, which means best case scenario, Eaton goes three and four. So a loss here, it doesn't eliminate Eaton. But it puts them on life support and really puts them behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. That's one team that that would push Carroll Division Two. That's now out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So I think from a hipster game standpoint, this is one to watch because if Eaton wins this game, I think South Lake Carroll's chances of going Division Two increase by a ton. Mm-hmm. But if they lose this game, I think the chances continue to because we, we said before the season it was it was probably sixty forty Division Division Two. I'd say right now it's probably 40-60 Division Two. Yeah, I would at, say so. At this point. If Fossil Ridge wins, that goes down to probably like 25-75. Mm-hmm. But if Eaton wins, we're probably looking at 60-40 again. So this is a huge swing game for South Lake Carroll, and South Lake Carroll's not even involved. Right. The perfect hipster game. This is an excellent hipster game. I'm going to stay in the DFW Metroplex. Matt Stepp, critical district matchup here. 7 o'clock, rather, Friday night at Lion Memorial Stadium in Ennis. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Here we go. <laughs> you, you, always have, you, you always pick you pick an Everman game every year. Well, this is the one. The Everman Bulldogs at 3-1 visit the Ennis Lions. Should be 4-0. Should be 4-0. And, and here is the question. What exactly is Ennis? They are 
a mystery box right now. Yeah. Okay? They're one and three. Okay? Now, all three of their losses are there was one non competitive loss. They got drilled in the battle two eighty seven. Yeah. Against Walks Hatchy in the opener. But Walks Hatchy, we think it's pretty good. We think about the pretty good. They lose to Midlothian in a respectable game offense really couldn't get going. And then they lose a heartbreaker to Colleyville Heritage. Then last week, they get their wheels on. They drill Corsicana. They know, I mean, they're way better in Corsicana. Mm-hmm. But what are they? Because every good team they've played, they've lost. Mm-hmm. Every bad team they've played, they've won and won convincingly. And and this is an Ennis team that, you know, last week, offense re- finally got going. Uh, Jackson Gilkey seems like he settled in. I think he, I think he got the turnover bug in mm-hmm. the first three games, and I think he settled in. Um, so what exactly are they, right? There's also Everman, and Everman occupies this great middle where they are pretty good. Yes. I, I'm not just blowing smoke up your rear end because oh. you're an Everman guy. I think they're pretty good. I think that Jerry and ba- uh, Bisped? Basspeed. Basspeed. Mm-hmm. That junior, kick and ball. Kick and <coughs> ball. They can run the ball a little bit with Eric Mills. Eric Mills is a l- Eric Mills is – is 235 pounds. They are. Like he's a load. They are offensively. Dynamic. Dynamic. Yes. Dynamic. Defense. Can get beat. They're, they're not very. The depth is an issue the for Edmund. The depth is not there. Yeah. This is a critical game for both these teams. Because if, if you're Everman and you go on the. I think before the year. Is this fair to say as an Everman guy? Before the year. The coach, uh, the 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 Everman people were looking at that. And go, okay, that's a loss on the road at Ennis. Oh yeah, it's a uh, loss. I mean, for me, it was like Ennis, Ennis, and Summit are probably games that that yeah. I chalked up as losses. Loss. But now, I don't know if you've seen. I know you have. <laughs> five, yeah. five five A Division One has all just. It's all like accordion back a- Everman and Heritage, Everman Middle of the Heritage are better than everyone thinks, yes. and Summit and Ennis are not as good as everyone good. thinks. So I think yes. it's this kind of I – think, I think those four are clearly the playoff teams, right. but seeding is crucial because you don't want to play South Oak Cliff in the first round of the playoffs. Absolutely. So this is a huge game. Yeah. It's a huge game because the loser of this game could be staring at South Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to steal one from somebody else yeah. in order to get Swing it. game. This is a big, big game at Lion Memorial Stadium. Who's going to win? <sighs> you don't have to answer that. <laughs> I think everyone's going to get it done. I think they are too. I think the Bulldogs are going to get it done. I think they I are faith. too. Let's I think go. it's going to be a shootout. Like I got a lot of friends in Ennis. Love you guys, but I'm, I'm a bull. My heart's I'm with the, my heart's a bull. I'm a bulldog, so I gotta the, go with that. I think they're, I think it's going to get up and down. I think it's going to be yeah. fun. Anyway, that's my hipster game. Uh, speaking of alma maters. Uh, is Coppell back up? Coppell's back up. Don't worry, 3-0. Got a big game this week against Plano West. District opener. District opener at home against Plano West. Take care of business. They're, they're favored. <clears throat> this is a 1-2 and two Plano West team that I think is, is, is really struggling. Um, let's make sure we go out there and take care of business. An, the, the offense is, for Plano West is really struggling right. right now. Make sure they stay struggling. All right. Cowboy fight never died. Did you see I uh, sent the Bulldog? You know, I, 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 I like Gabe Brooks. <laughs> I sent the Bulldog in the text thread. <laughs> What a silly That's the new bit now. It's one of our silly bits offline we have. Silly show we have. What's up, Gabe? And now it's time for Matt Steps. <clears throat> you you teased this a week ago, so you better deliver. Yeah. It's time for Matt Steps Road Tour of the Week, presented by Country Meats. 
And before I get into that road tour, let's give a special shout out to our friends at Country Meats. They handcraft delicious, healthy snacks that help groups and teams easily raise money with 12 delicious flavors to choose from. I tried the hot Cajun. Did you? Pretty good. You're a Pretty spicy good. guy. I'm a spicy guy. Not as much of a sweet or savory guy. I like the spicy. Um, <clears throat> reach your fundraising goals fast and order yours at countrymeats.com. Use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's my last name, STEP, the number one and zero, to get 10% off your first order. And Thank my schedule this week is the Dude, Greg is, Tepper. This is an all-timer. Yeah, this is, this is, this is one of my... I'm in my bag this week, as they say. Uh, Thursday night, I well, Thursday morning, I'm getting on a plane, and I'm flying to Harlingen Thursday morning because I am going to Edinburgh Vela, PSJ North. This is this is a game I, I added to my schedule uh, about two weeks ago. I could kind of see this coming. I, I can't miss this game, and I'm going to go to the Valley. Because we're going to the Valley. I guess we'll pull up the curtain. We're going to the Valley about a month. You're going twice in a month. Yes. Uh, we're going to go to the Valley for a weekend. But I'm going just for this. It's, 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 I'm going to be in the Valley for like 18 hours. It's not a – it's an in and out. But while I'm there, I'm going to see some good football. Yeah, you are. The game, the game of the year for now. Because in October, we may have another game of the year in the Valley. Just saying. But for now – Vertical tees. Uh, Edinburgh Vela, PSJ North, Thursday night at PSJ Stadium. I've already got my credentials – Got parking. They gave me a parking spot. Because PSJ Stadium's kind of tucked in the neighborhood. Nice stadium, though. Should be an awesome atmosphere. Fired up about it. So you're going to the Rio Grande Valley. I'm already jealous. It's good for you. Okay. Yeah. There's no way it could possibly get better than that. No. Uh, well, actually, it can. Because Friday morning, I'm getting back on a plane Friday morning, flying from Harlingen to Houston, Houston to Midland. Huh. You're like, huh. Midland. Is there a legacy plan? Permian, maybe? What are you doing? Going to Andrews? No, I'm going to go south. About two hours south. No. To Big Bend country. No! Your favorite place in the state of Texas. This is an undeniable fact. Your favorite town in Texas is Alpine. Correct. And we've talked about it. I've won, I, we both have wanted to see a game in Alpine. I've been to Alpine for SQTs. Mm -hmm. I've been out there twice. Never been to a game in Alpine. Well, Greg Tepper, I'm crossing that off the list this week. Furious. I'm covering a game at beautiful Buck Stadium with the mountains in the background, the cool town of Alpine. I'm getting into town early. It's going to be great. As the 0-4 Alpine Bucks take on Odessa Compass in the district open. This is the round-robin district. They're playing twice. Uh, Odessa Compass and Alpine are playing twice. Talked to Coach Fellows yesterday. Alpine's off to a slow start, but they've played a really tough schedule. He thinks they're young. Thinks he thinks they got a chance Jeez. to do some do some damage. So, dude, have you? Good lord, they're they're non district. I I knew it was tough, dude. Their opponents are combined fourteen and two. Yeah, so they they, they take they've taken some lumps. Okay, but he thinks they're gonna be ready to go in district. Odessa Compass is much improved under Floyd White, former Midland Legacy assistant. They're two and two. They're much improved. Mm -hmm. This is a district opener, so it's a big game, um, and I'm excited for it. Never, never been to a game in Alpine. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I still don't know where I'm going to eat pregame. The video blog is going to be epic this week. I'm fuming. Yeah. So, um, I thought Coach Fellows was going to try to schedule a Thursday game. Guess he couldn't make it happen. So, I had to come out there on a Friday. So, that's my Friday game. And then just for funsies on Saturday. I hate you so much. I'm going to go to Ratliff Stadium Saturday afternoon. Yeah. As Shirts Clemens takes on Odessa High in a rare Saturday matchup in West Texas, uh, in a game that apparently uh, I've been asked to perform the coin toss pregame. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh. And apparently the Odessa High Booster Club is making me – because I have uh, notoriously made fun of the Ratliff Stadium chili dogs. They serve in the press box. Don't ever eat the chili dogs in the press box. If you – Media friends, if you ever cover a game at Ratliff Stadium in the playoffs, don't do it. But apparently, they're gonna, the, the Booster Club is making they're gonna have some barbecue or something for me. So, oh I mean, living the life, right? Tossing the coin, getting barbecue brought to me at Ratliff Stadium, dude. This is the most in your bag yeah. you've ever been this whole weekend. And then just for just for s's and giggles, Saturday night I'm gonna go over to. Uh, it's not Grande anymore. It's Astound Broadband Stadium in Midland. As El Dorado, the Eagles. What? They're playing on Saturday? Playing Midland TLC on Saturday. <laughs> I'm getting. I, I'm in my charter school bag this week. Cause you Midland, really are. Midland, Midland, Midland TLC doesn't have a stadium. I guess that's right. And so they, they're playing at Astound. And, and they the play it whenever they can get it. Yeah, so they're playing Saturday night at Astound. So I'm going to go watch Midland TLC. And El, it's probably going to be a blowout. Right. El Dorado's probably going to roll. But El Dorado's decent team they so decent and team. i'm not what else am i going to do on a saturday night in Mod- midland odessa but go watch high school football so i wish you guys could see my face i'm so i'm so mad at you i'm so furious with you yeah so that's my uh Al- the alpine one is it's it's the valley and alpine in the that's same the, weekend but at that's the same the, time i mean like you know yeah. you go out there and get to get to go to ratliff i mean you're going to like iconic yeah. stops and get mountains getting palm tree it's mountains and palm trees in the same weekend is what it is Jeez. So, don't worry. You'll be in the valley in, in a month. I know. Anyway, and and, and I, I'm I'm doing. Well, this this is what this is. This is me. I'm doing some scouting ahead of time. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm gonna have lunch with our buddy Alex Del Barrio oh, on good. Thursday. Um, at Tacos Olay in Edinburgh. Okay. That's already been announced. Been booked. Yes. So, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna do some scouting. Talk to Alex. See where where we should take the team when we when the whole team goes to the valley in a couple of weeks. Well, okay. I hate you. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Thank you, Country Meets. We love you. And uh, Thank you. Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week.